Hello and welcome to this new edition of 117, your way to connect with all we can and our global community. We'll be sharing stories about the experiences and the amazing work of our partners and talking to our community of supporters like you in the UK and overseas. Since starting in 2020 in response to the first lockdowns, 117 has grown from a way for us to stay connected and hold together into a regular video broadcast and podcast. You can watch live on our YouTube channel and Facebook page, and you can listen to the podcast on our website at www.allwecan.org.uk forward slash podcast. What does it mean to speak truth to power? When is the right time to respond to injustice? Today, Tim has been talking to superstar cricketer, activist and youth advocate Henry Olunga. Plus, keep listening for more about our harvest resources and activities and for ways you can support the work of our partners working with the inspiring women of Binga District in Zimbabwe. Welcome to 117, where all things hold together. Well, welcome very much to 117 today with Henry Alonga. Henry, hello. Hello, Tim. It's it's evening time here. It's almost 10 o'clock. Um, so I guess I should be saying good morning to you. <laughs> it's just turned afternoon here. Oh, it's afternoon, um, right. But uh, yeah, great to have you joining us all the way from Adelaide. Thanks for uh, calling in. Um, Henry, just tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, um, where to start? I, uh, I, bizarrely, I'm British <laughs> at this stage in time. I have applied for Australian citizenship, so that may well come through in the next year or so. But I'm actually from Africa. I was born in a country called Zambia, and uh, my family and I lived there in the 70s, late 70s. Uh, then my mom uh, and dad moved to Zimbabwe, uh, that coincided with them br- splitting up as well. And uh, we, we landed in Zimbabwe in 1980 when Zimbabwe was granted independence from, from Britain. And in fact, Prince Charles was the one who handed, now King Charles, of course, uh, was mm-hmm. the one who handed uh, the reins of power over to Robert Mugabe. And um, cutting a long story short, I went to school in Zimbabwe. I... Uh, attended some great boarding schools there, full of tradition. That's where I learned how to play sport, and I ended up becoming a a cricketer. Uh, And that took me onto the international stage. I played test cricket for Zimbabwe for about eight seasons. I played one-day internationals as well, um, eventually retiring after the World Cup of 2003 after doing a protest against the man I mentioned before, Robert Mugabe, who by this stage had morphed into a... Uh, a dictator, and then uh, that led to my exile, and I was in England for about 12 years. Spent uh, many wonderful years uh, in that great land, um, spent some time in Kent, moved to London, and then moved to Somerset after my wife and I started a family. We've got two girls, um, and then after a while, she decided that she wanted to come home. So I think it was something to do with it being wet and dark and cold <laughs> in winter. So... Um, we, we came here in 2015, and we've been here since. So that's uh, a little summary of my life up to now, I guess. Uh, I do other things with myself, of course. I 
I've done cricket commentary in the past. I've I've done artwork. I'm a singer, so public speaker. So a bit of a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> um, thank you, Henry. You've done a good job, I think, there to summarise what is a fascinating and very varied life in less than a minute and a half. So, um, yeah, congratulations. Um, and uh, thank you for coming on to 117 today to share a little bit of your story with us. Um, we have a silly game that we like to play with you our do. guests on right. 117. It's called All the Questions You Can. Um, ah. And all. All it requires you to do is answer as many silly questions as you can about yourself in 90 seconds. 90 um, seconds. Now, so, you, so if I'm quick, then the weak link will be you at asking the questions. Because I, <laughs> I watched all these shows, you know, like uh, Family Feud or whatever it is. And if Steve Harvey are, takes too long to ask the question, that's on him, you know. Yeah, so here we go. I'm ready. 90 absolutely. seconds. Let's do this. Fabulous. Well, then, welcome to All the Questions You Can. <laughs> okay. Questions start start simple and get silly. So here goes, 90 seconds on the clock. What is your full name? Henry Chaba Olonga. Where are you now? I'm in Adelaide, Australia. For hymns or, hymns or modern worship songs? Modern worship songs. Favourite food at a barbecue? Chicken. What are you doing straight after this conversation? I'm going to watch a movie with my wife. Favourite flavour of ice cream? Vanilla. Should pineapple be allowed on a pizza? Absolutely. Would you rather have legs for arms or arms for legs? Legs for arms or arms for legs? Um, <laughs> uh, arms for legs, I think. I, and then yeah, I can walk around. <laughs> good choice. What is your, your favourite colour? Uh, red. Um, if you could give a talk on any topic for ten minutes, what would it be? Uh, it would be the gospel. Nice. Ketchup, ketchup or mayonnaise? Ketchup. Tea, coffee or hot chocolate? Hot chocolate. Would you like a biscuit with that? Absolutely. Would you rather spend a night in a luxury hotel or a backpacking tent? Oh, luxury hotel. <laughs> <laughs> if you could relive any day of your life so far, what, which one would it be? Oh, the day I got married, maybe. Nice. Is your desk tidy or messy? Oh, it's messy. I can show you. It's messy. <laughs> what is your favourite flavour of favourite shape of pasta? Shape of pasta, the the, the the shell thing, the one that looks like a, a, a shell from the sea. I don't know what it's nice. called. I think it's called shell. <laughs> do, do you have any pets? No, no. Do you care who wins the in English Men's Football Premier League? No, absolutely not. Very impressive. 19. I think that's good. That's good. Is that a good score? Yeah, it's it's up there. It's in the sort of top quarter, I would have thought, of our, our leaderboard. We'll get you up on our leaderboard. What's, we'll what's the record? What's the record? 23 is the record. Which oh, high school, 23. Um, I think you were you were a little bit thrown by arms for legs. Um, <laughs> yes, um, yes. I told you the questions would get weird. <laughs> arms for legs or legs for arms? Oh, my gosh. That's it's quite hard to bowl swing with... Uh, with four legs. I mean, I could have just answered and said something, but but I tried to think about it. 
<laughs> we, we appreciate your diligence and commitment to the game. I, I, I actually would just prefer things the way they are, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you think two arms, two legs? Legs, two legs, legs for legs and arms for arms, mate. <laughs> you could start a campaign. Um, fantastic. Thank you uh, very much. Thanks for playing. Um, and just to get a bit of a chance to get to know you a little bit as well. Some people, uh, certainly I will remember you uh, as uh, an international cricketer. I remember uh, you were one of those people I looked up to when I was trying to bowl a bit of left arm uh, in swing myself. Um, I was never uh, very good, um, but certainly you were. And the, the sort of sight of you charging in with that hair flowing behind you was a slightly terrifying thought. Well, I, I want to say, if you're looking for inspiration, you looked at the wrong person, mate. <laughs> Do you know how erratic I was. I was one of the wildest bowlers in at least economical. I mean, I think things got interesting when I bowled. You know, people thought, okay, he's either going to go or he's going to get some wickets. You never knew which yeah. one it was. <laughs> the entertainment value was really important, I think, uh, for a young man trying to get into cricket. Uh, and yes, people like um, other uh, heroes of mine, people like Kirtley Ambrose, that seemed too unattainable whereas i felt maybe i could bowl like henry one day <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yes, fair enough. That, that didn't quite work out but um after kind of your you had a fabulous career in in international cricket but then obviously as you mentioned there kind of almost chose to end that or, or that ended with a, a very dramatic kind of political statement and, and i can remember an interview you gave uh on the bbc um in 2003 when the bbc weren't allowed to disclose your location at the time because you were uh in exile and i remember as a, as a young man finding that kind of that was a terrifying and kind of uh thrilling moment i guess for me as a young person realizing what it was possible to do in the world and what you could stand for and that advocacy did matter and that seeking to follow jesus was about being able to say difficult things as well as uh sort of towing the line at sunday school um, so thank you for your kind of impact on me as a young disciple do you want to tell us a little bit about what that was like for you I, I know it was a terrifying experience but as a yeah as a young christian yourself how did you um experience those few years obviously it was a journey from being a rather self-centered centered cricketer who was just trying to come back from being called for throwing to rebuilding my 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 career, remodeling my action. I was sent all over the world. I came to Australia, where I am now, but I also went to India and South Africa um, in subsequent years. So over the space of three years, I went to all these countries, worked with Dennis Lilly, Joel Garner, and a few others, Clive Rice in South Africa, Rod Marsh here when he was still alive, of course. Um, and and that was the rebuilding of, of my cricket career. But of course, after four or five years, when I established myself in the team, um, Zimbabwe then began to have a little bit of turmoil, uh, political unrest. Uh, people felt that they'd been living uh, under oppression for a number of years by the state. So Robert Mugabe had been in power for almost 20 years. When I started to have my political awakening, if you will, or at least uh, my my interest got piqued, 
simply because it was almost unavoidable. It, Zimbabwe was starting to have some uh, unrest. There was a new party that was starting to be as, uh, a genuine threat to Robert Mugabe's rule um, called the Movement for Democratic Change. And then some people may well remember um, Robert Mugabe allowing so-called war veterans to invade white-owned farms. And that really did uh, elevate the political discourse around the world. And so it started um, with questions of whether Zimbabwe should still be allowed to play test cricket around the world as we traveled. These sorts of questions were being asked by journalists, uh, often enough that it started to become a dialogue in my own head. Started to ask what was wrong, why do we keep getting confronted with this issue? Um, and then I started to dig a little bit. And of course, it doesn't take long if you dig um, to discover the corruption, uh, the, the, the misrule, the excesses, the abuses, etc. And um, there was a thing called the internet, which came to the fore around about the mid-90s to the late 90s. And um, I started to do some research and, of course, discovered that Robert Mugabe had been um, uh, found uh, to be the, the, the guiding hand behind some atrocities that happened in Matabililand, where I grew up. Um, in the 80s, uh, many people murdered, um, tortured, uh, terrible things happened to my fellow countrymen. And so put the historical record uh, on the one hand and, and add to that the the current political climate that we were experiencing at the time. And this young man felt, wow, you know, how should we respond in a situation like this? And eventually through a number of things, through obviously hearing sermons, messages about um, God and his heart for the, the oppressed, the weak, the downtrodden, the foreigner, the widow, the orphan, anyone that, um, especially in the Old Testament, if you look at the book of Isaiah, for example, in the first um, chapter, it talks about um, how God says to the people, come, let us reason together. And he talks about how um, they ought to rebuke the oppressor and uh, contend for the widow and the orphan. And for some reason, on round about that time, that spoke very powerfully to me, the fact that we ought to speak to the oppressors and, and rebuke them. And I didn't know what that meant, and I didn't know when I'd get my opportunity. But of course, um, fast forwarding through this long story, myself and Andrew Flower uh, had an opportunity at the World Cup of 2003, where we both wore black armbands as symbols of mourning the death of democracy, and also uh, writing a statement to plead to the powers that be in Zimbabwe to stop the abuse of human rights. And so from the journey of basically becoming politically aware, then I became socially aware, spiritually aware, if you will, and that all culminated in this protest that happened at the World Cup. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a, a, an amazing kind of story and testimony. Um, and thank you for sharing it, it, it with us. When did you have any sense of what you were getting yourself into when you wore those black armbands that day? Did you did you think Zimbabwe would listen? Um, did you think the Mugabe regime would be? It certainly was a hope, but it, it was also an appeal not only to Zimbabweans, but also to Zimbabwean politicians and also to the international community that they would recognise mm. there was something a little off here, and perhaps they you know they could be helped some somehow to allow for, I mean, some of the most basic things like free and fair elections or um, uh, basically reigning in the corruption, things like that, very practical things that we, we, we stood up against. But ultimately, I think um, from my perspective, I was 26, I was young, I was passionate about it. And 
Um, I, th- I think when you feel like you're on a mission from from God, you you tend to say consequences be damned. I, I'm doing this. <laughs> you know? um, yes. um, I think I think and look, it wasn't it wasn't sort of it wasn't the foolishness of youth. It, it was it was really more that I felt it was such a righteous cause that um, God would be with me and he'd pay the bills if they ever came. And he did. You know, there. I have some some incredible stories of providence, favor with people, um, air tickets being granted to me when I needed a, an air ticket and had little money, um, work being given to me in the UK. The people of the UK were very, very, very kind to me. Um, and in fact, um, yes, although my career ended uh, on the cricket field, um, I was able to, to find refuge in the UK uh, and start a new life. But the consequences, um, I, I'll add one more thing, which is that we did meet up with various people in the build-up to the protest, and, and they all told us we were crazy. Uh, we shouldn't be doing this. Um, do, did we understand what the worst-case scenario was? And they painted all the scenarios. You could you could die. You could be framed for a crime you didn't commit. You could be you know, thrown in prison. It would be the end of your career. Um, but hey-ho, you know, we, we just felt... Uh, we can't continue and, and in apathy and do nothing. We, we can't walk, uh, to use a, a scriptural reference, we can't walk on the other side of the road um, when we see our fellow men in distress. So just uh, referencing the, the story of the Good Samaritan there. Um, and so long story short, it, 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 it was made very clear to us what would possibly happen. But uh, it's, it's very difficult to explain how once... Something's deposited into your heart. You 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 know you, you feel that you've got to see it through, and so it it, it almost became a mission. And uh, yes, the consequences were swift and they were sure, but um, God's hand of providence was uh, equally so. Mm, mm, thank you, uh, thanks Henry, and and certainly uh, we are, all we can are inspired by your story and by many other. Uh, people over the course of history who've taken that kind of bold step of standing out for for justice and saying actually no more and uh, in in your case you know there's something slightly incongruous about a game of cricket whilst uh, whilst so much injustice is going on uh, and so thank you for for highlighting that um, for folks who want to read more or find out more about Henry Alonga's story I can recommend this uh, book that sat on my shelves since I think 2012 I heard you speak at a conference in London um, and you very kindly signed this. For me um, and I've uh, I started rereading it again this week ahead of this conversation so thank you I was about to say it didn't sit on your shelf for 10 years did it before you opened it well, I'm glad you said I'm glad you said you reread it <laughs> <laughs> yes the re was very important in that sentence wasn't it um, yes it's a it's a great kind of uh, capturing of some of the, the the detail of that story that you've painted for us today and I've uh, I've gone I've uh, glossed over it very quickly um, there's some so many new answers to the story that I've left out. And I did mention to you, Tim, that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that I will be um, committing it to, to an audiobook. So mm. for those people who can't, you know, read books uh, or find it easier to just listen, hopefully you'll listen to my dulcet tones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, ho- hopefully people people listening to this conversation will realise what a, an easy voice you have to listen to. So, we should As long as you're not saying I've got a face for radio, I'll take that as a point. 
<laughs> I didn't actually say that. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and uh, yeah, that that will be great. We'll we'll keep an eye out for that, and we'll certainly be um, be posting links to that once it's up and available for for people to download. So uh, thank you, thank you, Henry. Um, but yeah, you've summarised as well that all that was quite a long time ago. Um, you're in Adelaide now. What, what are you doing with your uh, life at the moment? Are there things you're involved in, kind of ministries and things that people can find out more about or support? Sure. Um, I don't know how you could support uh, the, the ministry I'm, I'm involved with here directly, but they do have a website. It's, uh, it's called Second Chances SA. The website is secondchancessa.com.au. They always add an AU here in, in, in Australia. <laughs> but uh, cutting a long story short, it's a, it's a prison ministry. So when I first came to Australia, I was asked to do a, 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 the Adelaide Prayer Breakfast, which is a, a citywide breakfast where a lot of a whole group of churches um, and politicians and dignitaries come and they attend. And, and we, we pray for the city of Adelaide and all sorts of causes, etc. In any case, I was the guest speaker 2015, and, and in the audience was a lady called Helen Glanville. And Helen um, was married to a man called Jeff. Unfortunately, the, the dear boy d- uh, passed away earlier this year. In any case, he'd been to prison and come out of prison and um, had felt that he wanted to, to be part of prison fellowship um, because I believe that may have led to his conversion. In any case, they asked me if I could become an ambassador. And so over many years... Um, up until COVID really kind of closed that door because of, uh, long story short, the authorities felt it would be safer to not have external visitors come. Um, um, but but up until then, we used to visit quite often and, and preach to uh, the, the the offenders and, and, you know, talk to them about the Lord Jesus and how he can transform their lives and how they can trust him, etc., and we, the, the charity does more than that. We, it's not just, you know, going to prisons and preach. It was also trying to look after the kids because oftentimes they're the forgotten victims of crime. And uh, and in addition, we would do gigs for the prisoners once in a while as well, like at Christmas, and they would be given gifts which they could then uh, hand over to their children. So it's a wonderful charity in an area that is not as glamorous uh, in, in, in ministry as other things, you know, most people want to be a praise and worship leader standing at the front of the church. And, you know, that, that, that is very appealing, but, um, visiting the, the, the people that most of society feel are getting their just desserts is, is, is really, a um, a bit out there for a lot of Christians, but you know, the Lord does say that at the great judgment, they're going to be, you know, two groups, there's going to be the sheep and, uh, uh, on the right and the goats on the left, and he's going to say to everyone, well, you know, you guys, you fed me when I was hungry, you know, you gave me a drink of water when you when I was thirsty, and you visited me in prison. Uh, that's interesting that he puts one of those in there. And, uh, uh, of course, each of those various groups um, uh, are, are given either commendation or, or a condemnation because Jesus says, whatever you did to the least of these, you did it to me. And so... Um, uh, that's very dear to my heart, prison ministry. In fact, it all started off in the UK. I, I went to a young offenders in, in one instance and also to a prison in Scotland. Uh, I was taken there by a, a Presbyterian minister who took me on a tour. And it really sparked something in me. And uh, at the moment, I'm actually doing a course um, to become a Coulson Fellow. And of course, Chuck Coulson uh, of uh, the um, President Advisor fame back in the... Uh, 
was it the Carter era or the who was the um, who was the, uh, uh, the the Watergate guy Nixon was it Nixon yes Nixon yeah. yeah so he got caught up into all of that and he went to prison um, and he came out of it and he started prison fellowship if I've got the story right so second chances kind of comes out of all of that and uh, if you know I'd appreciate people's prayers and 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 of course if people want to give uh, I don't know how easy or simple it is to do from the UK but. Um, They've got a website, and uh, no, no doubt you can you can do that. Yeah, thanks, uh, Henry. Found the website; it's here, secondchances.org.au. Um, so that's that's there for for folks if you want to find out more about what Henry's up to these days. Um, and I believe you've also got a, a YouTube channel with some potentially some uh, music coming soon. Should we look out for more Henry Longer music? Yes, please. So, so a few years ago, I was asked to be on the Voice in in Australia here, and I got through like three rounds and then got booted off um they uh, my the coach i chose was kelly Rowland from america and i, I thought she, she'd give a brother a break but uh, actually <laughs> I, I sang i sang opera versus a rapper and she chose the rapper so <laughs> i got booted off <laughs> anyway um so that that gave me a real uh, desire to get back into music which is what i'm that, that's my main thing at the moment in addition to public speaking uh, corporate public speaking, speaking in schools, speaking in churches, etc. Um, uh, so I've got some new music coming out, which will be on my my website, uh, and, well, on my YouTube channel mainly, and I'm I'm also on Twitter, Facebook. I'm on the usual socials, you know, Instagram. I'm very rubbish at all that in, that um, that stuff. I must say, I really am bad. Uh, but I'm making a concerted effort to to raise my game now and. Uh, uh, get get releasing music and 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 I think I'm going to start with I'm actually doing a concert. Obviously, it's of no benefit to you guys in the UK, but I'm doing a a concert here in Adelaide in about um, a month, um, and I'm calling it "In the Covers." Um, oh, and great. you see what I did there, Tim? Did you see it? <laughs> yeah. So it's in, it, the, it, <laughs> yeah. So it's in the covers, and I'll be obviously doing a lot of cover songs that uh, meant something to me when I was growing up. Mike and the Mechanics. For example, the living years. Um, I'll be doing, you know, Avicii's um, "Wake Me Up," but I'll be, um, I'll, I'll be doing more of an orchestral sort of arrangement for that. Um, what else am I doing? I'm doing a few love songs, just, just good stuff, you know. And then in the long, in the long run, of course, I, I also sing gospel music and I also sing Christian praise and worship, and I also sing hymns. Believe it or not. <laughs> Even though I'd go for modern praise and worship. But um, I don't know that it'll all end up on that YouTube channel. But in addition to that, I, I want to do short films, music videos, etc. So it's an exciting space for me. I just got to find the time to do it all. But um, I think the YouTube channel is probably the, um, the, the, the main place, the main stage, if you will, of where I'll be doing my things. And then everything else is an offshoot of that. Fantastic. Thanks, Henry. Um, and folks, do look out for all of those things. Um, the audiobook, the YouTube, the uh, work of uh, Second Chances, all those ways that we can still connect with uh, with Henry's work and what God is doing in Henry's life at the moment. Um, all We Can is an organisation working all around the world to help tackle poverty, but we have a particular heart for Zimbabwe and we're doing some work in Zimbabwe at the moment that folks will be hearing about in their churches over their harvest festivals. Um, so that was one of the reasons we wanted to hear a little bit of your story and, and feel connected again with that. That, uh, precious place that was home for you for a while 
um, and who uh, and on whose behalf you stood so importantly uh, back in 2003. Uh, Henry, before we let you go and go and watch the uh, movie with your wife, uh, before you do that, do, do you mind if we just pray for you and for, for what you're up to? Uh, oh, I, I absolutely don't mind. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me as well. Fab. Thanks, Henry. Let's pray together, folks. And if you're tuning in at home, this is your chance to, to join in uh, in prayer wherever you are. Um, perhaps you might like to just uh, spend a few moments in quiet and connect with the Lord. Gracious God, we thank you for Henry and for what he uh, is doing in the world and what you are doing and have done through him. We thank you for uh, him sh sharing some of his story with us today and hope that that has been an inspiration and a blessing to those uh, tuning in and listening in uh, and those who are thinking a little bit about what is it that I'm supposed to do to stand up for justice and what is right in my context, in my story. Uh, and we thank you for giving him the courage all those years ago to do that uh, back in 2003. But then also uh, for all the ways in which you've been at work in his life ever since. We pray a blessing on the, the ministries he's involved in right now. Um, we give thanks for uh, all the ways in which you're using his, his many varied gifts uh, to speak to people, to inspire and encourage. We just pray that your spirit will be at work through him. Uh, in Jesus Christ, our Lord, we bring this uh, and all our prayers. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. It's been a real Thank pleasure, um, and I, I hope I hope people will be encouraged or get something out of it. Excellent. Thank you, Henry. We shall look forward to seeing you again here soon. Uh, in the meantime, take care and God bless. Loving Creator, as we seek your guidance in knowing where our next steps will be, we pray for the people of Zimbabwe and particularly all we can's local partners, HEFO, Zubo Trust, Medra, CGDCZ and LID. We thank you for the strengthening and flourishing of these partnerships and the leadership of each organisation in the communities they work in. As Zimbabwe continues in lockdown, we pray for safety and protection, for vaccines to be available and used, and for the most vulnerable to survive this challenge. We lift up our sisters and brothers in Zimbabwe to you. Amen. Join us in prayer. Visit allwecan.org.uk forward slash prayers. Are you planning worship this autumn? Whether you're a worship leader, a community group, or an individual with a desire to learn about the world and pray for justice, why not download our harvest resources? Visit allwecan.org.uk forward slash harvest and download your free pack today.